Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Good to Game Radio. I'm here with Vance and Jaime, and we're talking Tekken 8 in our N20 series, focusing specifically on one game. So, very concise, specific conversation on Tekken 8 that just dropped a couple of days ago. Welcome guys, welcome to the episode. I uh, can't wait to hear what uh, our Tekken 8 guy has to say about this game, but uh, how's your week guys? At least for me, pretty cold. Yeah, I second that. Pretty cold, pretty cold. Pretty cold. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm like, oh, I can't wait till winter gets over with. But I'll be in Orlando next week. So, Ooh, nice. yeah. Anyway, let's jump right in to the newest fighter game, fighting game that has graced our consoles. It just dropped a couple of day, a couple of days ago. Tekken Eight. Jaime, you're our guy. You're the expert in the in the fighting game world. I even heard that you were a pro player at one time. Is this true? I did. I did some of the brackets down in, in old Mexico. I did tournaments down there. It's been a couple of years since I did that, so I I play for fun, but I, I'm not that competitive anymore. And what was your name, Jaime? <laughs> it wasn't a and thing, man. Hey. <laughs> hey, tell him when the J stand for jabs. <laughs> yeah, right. All right, Jaime. Yes. What, what, what do you got for us? What do you got with Tekken 8? Okay, Tekken 8. I don't know if anybody here is too in line with the franchise, but we've come such a long way in, in the whole series, right? I mean, not a lot of entries make it to a number eight and are as successful as, as they have been. Obviously, for example, Street Fighter, their main flagship is six right now. Mortal Kombat technically is what, 11, 12, something like that. But here, right, we've got the game that is really a family game at its core. It's, you know, the the Mishimas, they are such a functional family. They are only rivaled by the Baker family from Resident Evil 6 as far as how their family dynamics work. I don't know if you know this, but Heihachi, which was kind of like main guy in the first entries of Tekken, you know, early on in the animated videos, he... His son throws him off a cliff into a volcano. You get to the next one. He does He does the same thing to his grandkid. And then then the son is alive. He does it to Heihashi, the grandfather. So they've, they've got like a really good standing tradition where they grab the weakest family member. I, I'm just making. They really don't do this, but, but they will. They'll just throw you off a cliff if you're not careful. So, <laughs> and also... This is such a really great franchise because I don't know if you guys knew this, but Tekken is a series that's had two, not one, two live action movies that were so bad. You've never heard about them. It had a CGI movie. It had a, an, an OVA back in the day. And also last year they released a Netflix anime. So this has been all over the place. And this anime uh, was heavily influenced by the events of Tekken 3. And, you know, back back originally, you knew this game was going to be awesome because if you remember the original CGI openings for this one, these are the first ones where the PlayStation started coming out and did like these like nice intros that were fully CGI rendered or the endings for Tekken 2. And at, at, at the time, it was like, what is this? This is such this this, this is mind blowing. I, I started playing this series, this franchise. To some degree in Tekken 2, then I played a little bit more in Tekken 3. Then when it got to Tekken 4, I remember that 
we got so good, me and a friend, that we would go to like the movie theater and then we would just play right there at the little arcade cabinet before the movie started. And we had like a crowd of people around us. They were like, hey, I got next, putting quarters on the on the machine so you know that they're going to be coming up. People high-fiving you when either you won or lost because it was just a great game. Well, the latest entry comes out and it really boasts a roster of 32 characters on day one. This is this is great because if you look at Street Fighter VI that released not too long ago, it released with 18 characters. So it's almost double. Even Mortal Kombat 1 that just released also last year in September only had 23 characters on release date. I mean, obviously DLC thing plans and roadmap changes that, but just on day one, you've got 32 characters to pick from. Some of them are close to each other in fighting style, but they're all unique. And I was actually asking a com- I was ask- asking Vandy a couple of weeks ago. I said, hey, who, who are you going to main? He said, if it's anything like Tekken 7, they're all good. You just got to become, you know, get good with the character you're playing. One of the interesting things about this is that every review site that I got into and I was looking, they would always say this game is really aggressive. It rewards you for being aggressive, for not for taking risks. And after playing it, it kind of makes sense because it's got this thing that's called heat mode and actually would have called it something different. But anyway, when you when you activate heat mode, you go into this this mode where you know some of the characteristics of some attacks change you do chip damage and it really is that window when you're like okay i need to be on the offense right now more than defense and there's several ways where you can do this where it's it can be like a mid sequence of button presses you you go into heat mode you kind of rush down your opponent to continue the pressure i mean again if you're just reading the reviews and haven't really played the game Every single time they're always going to say, this game rewards being aggressive. This game rewards being aggressive. It doesn't make sense until you play it. It started to make sense the more, I, the more and more I played it. Now, one thing I do have a comment about this game upon release is that the online matchmaking is kind of rough. I reached out to somebody who's playing it uh, <laughs> before I was able to play this game. And he was saying, the service keeps crashing. I can't get on any online matches. And I'm chuckling here because I shared with everyone here that I pre-ordered the game from Amazon. And back in the day, Amazon would make sure that any game or movie you pre-ordered would be on your door the day that it released. Well, on Friday, I get an update saying, hey, your game's going to be delivered on Sunday. I'm thinking, okay, I can deal, you know, I can wait three days. Then. On Saturday, or later that day, I can't remember, it was like, hey, your game's going to be released a week later. So I'm, I thought, no, I'm not going to put up with this. So this this is two things. Either Amazon's got their supply chain things all messed up, or there's such a huge demand for this. I don't know. I hope it's such a huge demand. So anyway, the matchmaking, I wasn't able to experience it on day one. I, I will admit to that. I did experience it on day two because I, I got in, I got into the digital ver- version of the game, and I would go into lobbies. All of a sudden, I would get disconnected. I would try to like establish, uh, you know, a fight session with somebody. I'd get 
disconnected. One time I I had to like completely back out into the the game menu because it was just not working. And I even played with uh, a listener, J-Rod. We did like a private session. We we did just, you know, him and I, just two players connected. And even doing that, the lobby was there, but you could you could see how every single time that we tried to connect, there would be like multiple issues before it actually connected. Now, I did look into the online reviews and the community. A lot of people are saying that's a problem that's coming up. Everyone's having it. And what I thought was hilarious is that somebody in those same communities was saying, yo, this game is day one. It's the first weekend. It's okay. Mortal Kombat 1's been out since September, and it's still happening. <laughs> so anyway, I think it's, 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 it's got the potential. They're working on They really are working on it. So as I said before, who do you main? There's 30. 32 characters, right? You've got new characters, Victor, Reyna, who are just bonkers. They play really cool. There's a new character. Her name's Asusena. I really dislike the character. She's 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 really good at rushing you down, and she doesn't speak Spanish, what I consider correctly. Um, there's a character. Her name's June. She's got some explaining to do because she's been absent since Tekken 2, and her absence was like, a pivotal reason why the main character in Tekken 3 was doing his thing. So the fact that she's alive, I'm like, okay. And the, and the other question that's in my mind is, is Heihachi really, really, really dead this time? He's died like five different times and he always comes back. So let's see who, let's see if it sticks this time. The other, the, the other thing here is guest characters. Guest characters are such a big thing. In the last Tekken, Tekken 7, we had Akuma, we had Geese, we had Negan from the Walking Dead series. So I did a, a short poll on the on our Discord page, and somebody came up with saying, hey, let's get Edward Elric from Full Metal Alchemist. I thought that was a great idea. Um, somebody else told me recently today, let's get Baki Hanma from the Netflix show in there. It's <laughs> like, okay. Actually, that character would make sense. And, you know, I'm just going to say that I'm enjoying it. It's very competitive. It's fun. As I was playing one of my gaming sessions with J-Rod over the, the weekend, my son is up, up there watching me play, and, he, and I'm using King. He's a Mexican wrestler. And my and and I'm losing. I mean, I'm, I'm just getting destroyed by J-Rod. I mean, hands down, he took like 90% of the matches that we played. And my son's there with just watching, watching. He's like all, all quiet. And then he says, your character sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, son, that's me. <laughs> Is it the character? <laughs> User error. So, I'm questioning no, his it's... professional status. <laughs> <laughs> If you if you enjoy fighting games, this game's got an amazing soundtrack. It's got such a diverse roster. It's got a really good playstyle. Again, once you play it and have a couple of matches, you'll understand what it means to be aggressive and be rewarded for being aggressive. Speaking of um, what you just said, uh, it has um diverse characters. That was something that I had written down when Tony was talking about Prince of Persia. He's talking about, you know, how, you know, people from modern day 
now, which is Iran, they were, you know, excited that, you know, they were they had a game that was representation. Right. And I've talked to some people and I asked them, I said, hey, do you feel like, you know, like because uh, I think you made a comment last episode about African-American characters. Right. So I asked a couple people at work, say, hey, say, do you feel like there's, you know, enough <laughs> representation? And they told me that this is probably the most diverse game of characters that you can get. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, and th- they were just breaking it down to, you know, the characters and where they're from, you know, whatever like that. So um, can you speak a little more on that, the diversity of the characters? All right. So first off, if you're talking about like a mixture of, you know, male characters to female characters, there's like, it's not like, hey, there's 31 male characters and one female character. There's actually split. And some of the female characters are legit. Some of the more aggressive ones and competitive ones to to use. Second, if you're looking at, you know, from a nationality background, yeah, maybe it's a little bit more focused on people from like Japan, but you've got people from France, you've got people from Peru, you've got people from Mexico, the US, the UK, every every country that you can think of, they've got some type of fighter in there or or they have in their backlog of characters that they haven't brought back a bunch of characters. They can just pop in there and then and they, they can be like, hey, look, here's a guy from Spain. It, and actually the first DLC character is Eddie Gordo, who's uh, a cap- capoeira fighter f- from Jamaica. Anything you can think of, either fighting style, nationality, you're going to find it here. It is so diverse that it, there's no way that somebody could be could be complaining and say, hey, this game's not diverse enough. I mean, mm-mm, can't. Yeah, it's, <laughs> hey, it's funny because there was like, advanced, don't forget, the Japanese is making this game. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, absolutely. All the main characters, the Mishima family for sure. But aside from that, it's all fair game, dude. Everything's going to be represented. From somebody that doesn't play a lot of fighting games, use how friendly is it to a newcomer? If you've never played before, how difficult do you think this game would be? I, I'm going to put it in, in in a terminology that I think we, we can all uh, grasp here. When I first started playing Call of Duty, and Tony, I played with you a couple matches, I was the guy who was getting three kills every match. And I remember you were like getting like 30-something. Eventually, you grind, you put the time in it, you get familiar with the maps, the loadouts. You start getting better. It's the same. It's the same idea, just applied to a fighter. There is a lot of depth in this game. I completely remember one of the guys I used to play with many years ago when we were playing Street Fighter and King of Fighters. He would he would always reject to play Tekken because he'd say, "Dude, in Street Fighter, I can learn five or six six characters like really in depth, and the time it'll take me to learn one Tekken character." Because your range of motion, controls, direction of attacks, juggles is so wide, but it gives it a little bit of sense of realism here. The fact that you're like, I have full control of what this character can do. So it's 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 in depth, but there's there's a lot of tutorials, there's a lot of combos, there's actually like an arcade quest mode that takes you through different like virtual arcades where you go and start playing against you know the arcade masters there. And it's the game has ways to try to make you good, 
but it will never get you as good as playing against other players who are just much better than you. And you start learning, you know, the randomness of an online player. It's hard, but I think if you spend the time and get good, you you have fun with this. Even even in the matches where I've lost, and again, I lost a lot this weekend, you come out of each and every one saying, hey, I can do this or I can punish that. It's It's worthwhile. So to follow up uh, Tony's question, are there different levels that the game is played and mean upon? Like you have your ground game, then you have like your mid game. And like uh, I know some fighting games, like, you know, you can fight in the air, you know, like. So is it is it like those different levels or, or is it just straight ground? Now, everything's in the ground. I mean, you've, you've got some jump moves. You've got attacks that try to what they call put your the opposing character in, a, in an airborne state where you can punish and do some some juggles still it's on the ground it's very much grounded and it's very very close quarters there's not there's not characters where there's zoners where you can win a match by being very separated from your opponent and preventing them from getting close and doing any type of damage on you this is very in your face very very like you have to know how to defend you have to know when to react i mean J-Rod this weekend, I was actually mid-combo, and he sidesteps, like, you know, just moves out of the way. My character keeps on punching, and he's like, oh, boom, in your face, win. (laughs) So. Is there a campaign? If there is, how long is it? There is a campaign, and I've been playing on it. Admittedly, I've played about two hours into the campaign before I said, I need to go back into the game because I wanted to be playing against characters. The campaign is focused on telling you the story of why they do the King of the Iron Fist tournament, where some, where why some of the newcomers are showing up. I mean, I mentioned Reina earlier. She she's kind of like an enigma. Nobody knows kind of where she came from. She's got a move set that looks like Heihachi, which again is technically dead, or is he? It, it's good. It's well written. It looks amazing. The graphics are just, you know, supreme. I just, I just said, I need to get back into fighting and not and not looking at this animation. So there is a campaign. I'll let you know how long it is once I get a chance to continue uh, playing through that. One final question: Is there a some sort of battle pass or season pass, or is it just? These are your characters. These are your moves. Like you don't have to play all that shenanigans. No, so so right now, again, the the game's out. What will happen, and this is expected in fighting games, there will be balance patches because somebody's going to realize some character in there is so overpowered, does a lot of damage, and they're going to nerf him. That's expected in fighting games. There is no such thing as like, hey, let me... Let me sell some stuff to alter the moves of the characters that are there. What has been ad- announced is a DLC content where they're going to bring in either new fighters or existing fighters to the game. And again, that's where the guest characters are going to come in. Uh, again, the first one that's announced is Capoeira Master Eddie. And you might get more visual aspects because that's one thing I didn't even touch upon. You can completely customize how your character looks, 
change the outfit, change the pants, the, the shoes, even if they if you want them to be wearing, sporting some bling or not, you can completely do that. Now, I imagine that they'll probably do like some microtransaction aspect where you can buy clothing. But I'll tell you what, I've been getting a lot of in-game currency just for playing the game. And I've been able to customize the character to a degree that I'm comfortable with, where I don't feel the need that if they did it, that I would have to pay for anything for that. All right. So the question is, is it a must game or is it just lame? If you're definitely into fighting games and you know what Tekken is, you've played one before, this is the pinnacle of what a Tekken game can be. I think this is a, a certainly a must-have for anybody who's in the fighting game community. And if we ever get Kumitech back in the area, you know that this is the, the game that they always made. So go for it. Thanks Appreciate for that. It. Thanks Appreciate for it. the d- deep dive into Tekken 8 there for us, Jaime. And uh, thanks again for the audience joining us. And uh, and, and we appreciate you guys uh, giving us a listen. And then we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Peace out. Later.